0: Uh, what I'd like to talk about today is something which I feel is misinterpreted by, hate to say it, but everybody. They don't understand the significance of what is happening today in America, and actually also in Israel, because their view is the a view that is given by the, uh, you know, the media. New York Times, your posts, Internet, you know, all the places that try to analyze and interpret what is happening. But they don't understand uh, that the only real meaning of what is happening and therefore it gives you the power to understand what will happen is the divine plan itself, obviously, because God follows the divine plan. He's not interested in what the New York Times has to say. Obviously, that is sort of like for man's consumption. That's not really what's happening. Uh, so, what I'd like to talk about today is um, what is really happening based on the divine plan. So, this is what's called a real understanding. You see? Um, and I, I'd like to talk about what is today called really current events. And that is an event that is consuming America. I mean, it's all over. And that is the invasion, and that's really what it was, an invasion of Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago, in Florida. And it was a spectacular invasion. Uh, And, uh, you know, people are in many ways stunned because we are looking at the home. We're not looking at the office, the White House, Looking at the home of Donald Trump. This is his home, right? This is where he lives. You don't get more private than a guy's home, obviously. So an invasion, and that's really what it was, of somebody's home is a statement that is not the same as if they had taken over the White House. That's the first thing to think about. And people don't understand that. Okay. I'd like to interpret that, what it really means. But besides that, to interpret what's really happening in America. And really, you begin to see what's called a map of what is really going on. Um, so, in order to understand these ideas, uh, as usual, I have to begin from the, what's called the basic information and then build from that. What is really some of the basic information, which I've said over the years, and uh, you know, which I wish to repeat, which is very important. Because that forms what's called the basis of the uh, reasoning of what is happening. Now, we know that the, we live in a country which is called Aesop, really what we live in, as I will explain. And the Torah talks about that. You know, this Aesop and Rivka, who was pregnant, had this tremendous battle going on within her. And she went to the Yeshiva of Shemba Eva, and they were the prophets in those days, find out what's going on. And she went there and they interpreted what's happening to her. Interesting, it wasn't a medical interpretation. You know, we would say, well, she went to see a, uh, you know, uh, O B Y G I N, you know, guy, and he said, well, you know, there's something going on and this and that, whatever. No, she went to the right source, which are the prophets, right, because they obviously will really her what's going on. And they told us certain sort of things which are incredible. They said that, uh, that there are two nations, there are two embryos, but they represent two nations that will dominate the world. That there are two nations that are contending with each other. One seeks to dominate over the other. Could you imagine what that? is? We're talking about embryos here, right? We're not talking about people. Right? We're talking about embryos. And like, what in the world is the intelligence of an embryo? But whatever it means, that's what they said. But then they said, what will be the relationship between these embryos? And the answer to that is, Ula oy oy One nation will be greater than the other. Now, what that means is, obviously, that they're going to vie for dominion, power, you see, and one nation will be greater than the other. So what they were really saying is that they'll never be equal. <clears throat> one nation will dominate, and the other nation will be subservient. And then it'll reverse. That nation will be dominant. And the other nation that was subservient, or rather were dominant, will now become subservient. It'll be a what's called a seesaw. You know, a seesaw, both sides, up and down. Sometimes this side is up. Sometimes the other side is up. But they're never equal. There's always a tendency that the weight of one will go down and therefore the other one goes up. So they said that the relationship between these two people are such Well, there will be a constant conflict, right, of who has what's called ascendancy dominance. Interesting. Who these nations will be, you see? And then it says, right, that ultimately the older will serve the younger. The older nation, whether that is, whether come comes out first, is gonna serve the, the younger who comes out second. That's an incredible nouveau. We're not talking about an opinion, you know, an opinion in the New York Times. We're talking about a divine revelation of what is to be. And many people do not understand The significance of that revelation, and this is what I want to talk about. I've talked about different parts of that nivuah, that prophecy, but I really want to talk about, you know, something which is occurring, which most people don't realize. In any case, uh, so therefore we see that the relationship between these two nations is such, right, where one will try to dominate the other. Now of course what it ultimately means is that one nation will represent good, kedusha, holiness, and another nation will represent evil. Right? And that's going to be the contest. Who dominates? Is it evil that dominates or is it the good that dominates? And there you are. This is the ultimate battle of mankind. Who is in the lead? But it's not just the lead, like I said. It's a seesaw that when good is up, evil will be down. Not that evil will be also. No, we're talking about the dominance of good, and evil will therefore be on the you know the, the, the downside, or the reverse, where evil will be up. They will be the major force, and the good will be down. You see. There's a fundamental inequality here. So the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, how do we understand this? What kind of relationship is that? More important, or rather more accurate, is what is the nature of the relationship between good and evil, as represented by these two nations, right? What kind of relationship is that? You know, why is that? Usually, a nation is up... Everybody else is also up. Okay, he's up and he's down. What is he going to be down for? Or vice versa. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, inequality. You know, there's there, you, you are what you are. I'm finished, right? But so what kind of relationship is it? That is the question. And the answer is a very important idea. You see, the nature of the relationship is called. Causation. That when good does good, then that causes evil to be subdued, causes it to be subdued. That's why it is down, because it's been caused to be down. And when the evil is up, right, in a certain sense, evil being up doesn't cause the good to be down. Remember, good is the cause altogether. So when the good is up, which means the nation that is good is doing the good, and we understand that to be the will of God, mitzvot, right, then that causes evil to be down, right? That's what it does. That's why evil is down, because good is causing evil to be down. There's no choice. When uh, good is down, because that's what it's doing, not because evil has made it down, because good is down. It's not doing its job, so automatically evil rises. So the, the what what determines the extent of the madrego the level of evil, is where is good. That's all you have to ask. You don't have to ask where is evil. Oh, you see, you just have to ask well, where is the good, because the good is the cause that leads to the consequences of what happens to evil. Isn't that interesting? Uh, You now understand the secret of the relationship. Very important secret, that evil depends on good, right? If good is up, evil is down, because evil needs good to make it rise. If however, right, the good is down, right, then evil can grow, you see? Because evil, good causes evil to grow. Wow. Like I said, very important. So all you have to ask if you want to know what's the status of this world, there's only one question you have to ask. Where is good? And that will automatically tell you where is evil. Isn't that interesting? That's a whole different understanding of what's going on here, right? Now, as we will see, when you take a look at today, bad news. Evil is the dominant force of this world. And most people do not understand what evil is. Evil is not merely those are not doing riches. It is mankind rebelling against God. See you know what it is. And there are many levels of evil. I mean, take a look at this world. America has become a very evil country, as I will point out and show besides China, right? Besides North Korea or Iran, most countries are evil. Why? Because evil is not related necessarily to doing a sin. You see, evil is the aggrandizement of man. When mankind seeks to overthrow God or to uh, uh, catapult themselves into a supreme position, that is evil. Because to sin is not merely to do sins against the will of God, but it's also to have a distorted vision of who you are. You think you're somebody. That's evil. And we noticed that many times in history. You know? And that's why God is always the focus of mankind, believe it or not. You don't realize something. Ordem Rishon was tempted in Chava. To do the sin. Why? Because the the snake said, right? And you will be like God. He can kill a kid. Wow. Right? So man dreams of being God. All sufficient. All independent. Koyochel. Infinite. So mankind dreams of being God. Right? Then you have the door, um, the, the marble. Right? Where they, Pyric oil. They overthrow the will of God. You see? they I'm not doing what he wants. I want to do what I want. That's exactly what the Doha Mabel did. They overthrew the will of God. Right? Then we get to the next Madrega, which is who? The Doha of uh, the Doha Hafloga, the generation of dispersion. When they're all sitting there building a tower because they want to kill God, basically. Isn't it, isn't it, look, at, look at the evolution of this. Odom wants to be God. The Doha Mabel wants to do their own will. Tell me what to do, right? The Doha Fogger, the generation of dispersion, power of Babel, they want to kill God or subdue God. So they, make them, they want to make him to a I can think about what they wanted to do when they when they would get a hold of God. That's the question. What do they want to do with him, right? I mean, he's a pretty hard being to put in prison. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. But what they probably want to do is eradicate him. Get rid of him. You see, so we can do what we want. And then you finally get to the real guy, Paroi. And Paroi says, I am God. Like, what's your problem? Right? Isn't that interesting... They're all concerned about their relation to God. And it's always been that way. You see? Everything revolves around man's understanding of God himself. We don't realize how central that is to our unconscious. We don't realize. We either all dream about becoming God, right? Defying God, right? Or killing God or being God, we are God. Now, what else is it, right? We don't realize how central that is in the psyche of mankind. Believe me, there's a lot to talk about that. In any case, but I'm giving you the fundamental understanding of what we all aspire to, you see. Now, since we now understand something very important, what is that? That God is central to what we want, and desire. And therefore what God wants is for us to subdue these feelings. Ultimately what the mitzvahs do. You know, you can't defy God. You have to listen to him. You see? You can't uh, be God, obviously, and so on. He's one, he's omnipotent, and so on, you know. So they are not God, and so on. In any case, it's the hidden agenda of the human psyche I'm telling you whether you feel it or not and it's responsible for all human behavior ultimately and it's, i don't want to go into all of it it's a lot of different concepts involved but it's fundamental basic now now we understand so risk is listening to this prophecy is by the way there are two nations within you that are the essence of this conflict you see? So evil is not somebody who just wants to defy God or whatever. Evil is also the aggrandizement of man. Ah, I am it. You see? And that, of course, automatically replaces God. That's evil also. So when a person does things because he's entitled to his will, oh, I, of course I can do what I want. Right? Forget about defying God. I can do whatever I want self complacent, right? Of course I want, because I want to do it. My will is supreme. That's an evil. We don't look at it that way. You know, a guy says to himself, you know, of course I need a vacation. I need a vacation. Therefore I decide that I will go on a vacation. Now in our eyes, what's the big deal? You see, guy needs a vacation. Right? And he said, I'm going to go on vacation, wherever he wants to go. Right? Okay. But in the eyes of God, that's an evil. Maybe evil is a very harsh word. I should say it's against really the ultimate will of God. Why? Because a person should say, I need a vacation because I need a change of routine to energize myself so I can serve God better. There you are. That's you can take a vacation. Nobody saying you can't, but your motive has to be different, because the motive is the ultimate expression of who you really think you are. <coughs> so when you look at a person who's righteous, he doesn't have to be a tzaddik, but somebody who is called an oved, who serves God, he says, "Of course I need a vacation. I need a routine change. I need an energizing." You know, and part of that is to take it easy. You know, and that's the will of God. I have to be your motive, not you. And that's the classic conflict. Who's the motive? You or me? You can take a vacation, no problem. Yeah, I use an example which is so uh, so common to show you how that itself can defy God. You see, because the critical concept is why do you want to take a vacation? What's your motive? It has to be God. Interesting. I'm not getting into why, but that in, in the essence is what God wants. Whatever you do has to be always for me. In a certain sense, wow, God usurps all my time. True. Do you know why? I'll okay, just give you a little of that. God, why is he always interfering with what I want to do? Yeah, I want to take a vacation, right? I want to eat at a great restaurant tonight. You know, the, the new restaurant just opened, great steaks. Right? And God says, no, 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 no. You, before you go, you got to check out if it's kosher. Right? And then if it's kosher, I'm sorry, you got to make a bracha. Right? And even then, you know, take it easy. Don't fill yourself up with too much gospel. You know, and come home stoned or whatever whatever people do when they go to real classy restaurants, you know. Uh, but the real idea is God wants himself the be a central idea in your life. Why? I'll tell you why. Just one idea. Uh, because you don't realize something. In Elim Haba, which is a future existence, there is nobody else but God. You know, we don't, you know, when you look around, there's like, what, what, in, uh, seven and a half billion people on the planet, right? Uh, so besides me, there's a lot of people. God is not the only one in existence. A lot of people out there. But God's here. Because God has allowed the concept of other. Besides God, there are others, which itself is a created entity. Without getting, because it's the Enos Besides God, there is nothing else. I'm going to dwell on that. But therefore, God has allowed the concept of an other to exist. But the uh, Haba, guess what? All of that is yanked, as they say. It's out. You realize in Eidam uh, there is nothing but God. There is no angels. There's no tzaddikim. Right? Forget it, my Moshua Beinu. zero in the uh, Haba. It's hard to believe. You know, just think of any of the billion that you think of. They're all zeros in Oidam You see, it's only here that mankind gives you the illusion of greatness. And you know, they are great in a certain way. There's no question about that. But in the terms of being, forget about it. He's the only one. And since he's the only one in you know, Oidam and by the way, him being the only one and you experiencing that one, right? <clears throat> Is infinite pleasure without getting into why and how. So therefore, God says, okay, listen, you want to experience me and have this infinite pleasure, right? Then you have to live as if you're in Elim Haba. And just like in Elim Haba, I'm the only one, guess what? In Elim Haze, I'm also the only one. Measure for measure. Begin to see the logic of this, you see? In other words, God wants you to live in Elim Haze, the same way you would live in Eidim Haba. Except here, we have to go through the motions. There, it happens. Right? So therefore, in a certain sense, we need to prepare ourselves. You see? And that's why, to the extent that you prepared yourself, <coughs> that all your motives, all your actions, all your beliefs, is all centered on God, right? That's exactly what you can experience in Eidim Haba. And that has infinite pleasure. Without getting to why I've spoken about this in another show and so on. Isn't it nice and logical? Makes sense, doesn't it? You know, our problem is we don't really experience this. We don't know this. We have to believe it. Okay, but that's the test. You believe this or not, to the extent you do the actions or not, that is the question. You see? Anyway, now, that's why I've told you The relationship between good and evil is that the good causes evil or it causes itself to rise. Good is the answer, not evil. Very important concept. But the only question you have to ever ask about how the world is doing is where's good? That'll automatically tell you where evil is. Interesting. What a simple formula, isn't it? Anyway, and by the way, uh, just to give you an example, you know. For instance, Yosef. Everybody heard of Yosef Atzadi, right? Famous story, kidnapped, gone to Egypt, slave in Egypt, in prison, the prison in Egypt, which is the lowest social class in Egypt. And all of a sudden, overnight, it's astounding. That passage which says, and, and they took Yosef out of prison, He's in one Pusset. they cleaned him up, got him out of prison, and he stood in front of Parai. In one Pusset, you had the freedom of Yosef. Wow. Why? Now, remember what I said. Evil can only exist if good allows it to. Amazing when you think about that. What did Yosef do? What Yosef did is he resisted the temptations of Egypt. 13 years. Imagine why, how difficult, because not only did he resist it, you realize that his family's against him. They kidnapped him. You can't go back to them, right? So here's a person that's in prison and has to be a tzaddik. And he was a tzaddik. We call him Nisif a tzaddik. Why? So imagine to be alone in Egypt, prison. All the temptations of Egypt and believing Egypt had it all right, and so on, right? Very promiscuous country, and so on. Egypt was the height of civilization for 3,000 years. Very interesting. The Yusuf was a Tzadik, and the Tzadik came to a point where he defied or denied Fatifa's wife. I don't want to go into the whole opinions of what that story really was, but if you think you understand what his test was with Fatifa's wife, you have no concept of what he had to do not to be with Batifa's with wife, without getting into that, it's a whole different understanding, which I once spoke about. Anyway, so because of that, well, there's the good, right? Intensifying, unbelievable. So we know the formula, it's what good does, not what evil does, who cares about evil? You see, right? So therefore, since Jesus was such an unbelievable subject, Yosef had dominion over his tithers, over himself. We could worship God in a place of terrible evil, right? And so on. Therefore, it was decreed, remember, good causes evil to rise. Well, since Yosef was such an incredible person, guess what? Good collapsed. That's why Egypt had seven-year famine. You see, the famine was because the angel of Egypt, which is a sultan, that Egypt is called his bachor, his firstborn. So that's where he invested all his evil, you know, and so on. What he did, right, is the sultan collapsed. He's starving because a sultan eats from good. That once mentioned, when a person does good, he brings down tidusha. It's a force based on the spheris that when a person does good, and that's how it controls evil, everything has to eat from that force called the force of the Spheres, the divine force of which we are unaware of what it really is. But when a person does good, he brings down that force to this world, you see. And the person who does good, the Jews take that good for themselves and they become successful. If, however, the good sins, And that force also comes down because the only way the world exists is through that force of Kedusha, or the shefa. But that force goes to the side of bad, evil. That's why evil grows. We give them our force. That's why we call it the growth of evil. An important concept, you see. We give the force of enormous energy. We give it to the bad. And therefore, obviously, if they have the force, right, the power of dominion, they now will become great. That's how we cause. But we have access, it's called the cosmic uh, consequence. The Jews control the light or the energy of the spheres, which is the force that creates all reality. We control it. So we do the mitzvahs, we bring it down for us. We do the Averis, the sins, right? We bring it down, same thing, or we give it to the Sultan. Well, that's all he needs. It's like taking a million vitamins at one shot, right? That's why we cause evil to grow. That's how we do it. But in any case, we cause it because the evil or the Sultan needs us to give him the energy. That's the problem with the Sultan. Without us sinning, he dies. Literally, he dies. Okay, so Yosef was a tzaddik. And because he was a tzaddik, he took the force for himself, right? Which automatically meant that the Sultan is starving. But guess what? If the Sultan is starving, so is Egypt. Because that's its b'chor. So therefore Egypt starved. That's the origin of the force coming to uh, the Jews and not to Parai. And therefore Parai became diminished. Well, guess what? If power becomes diminished, then who rises? Yosef. There you are. Isn't that simple? Simple formula. The so Yosef is the one who got himself out of prison. You see, he didn't even hire a lawyer. He was his own lawyer. By understanding the formula that if you do tikus, if you do the acts of God, right, in a proper way, you will bring down that force for yourself, and that will subdue evil. To such an extent where he was right on the parry, It's incredible when you think about that. He was right on the pari. That's how great the force of good was. Classic example of the formula in play. You know? How much time do I have? I have an hour. I'm just saying that I can go on and on and on. And it's like it's like hey, wait a minute. You can't go on and on and on. You gotta stop somewhere.
1: The time you have today. You have to
0: well that that is yeah, that's worth it. Um, right. Okay. So that's a very important concept, what I just said.
1: So nice.
0: 34 minutes. What's 34 minutes? That's how
1: long you're
0: talking for. Wow. Now, there's something else you have to understand. What is the repercussions of good? What's Kiddusha? What does it give us? And the answer is it gives us two things that we say every morning. We don't realize that. But this is the product of Tidusha. It's called Tepheras and Oiz. Beauty and might. Tepheras is beauty. And Oiz is might. What are they? And we say it the brach and brachot, right? Oiz is Yisrael right? Who girds Israel with might, right? And he crowned Israel with beauty. Right? Why? why do we pray for those two things because that is the result of Kidusha. that's our property that's our yerusha what is beauty beauty is chokhmah wisdom that's why Ote, he crowns with beauty beauty is the incredible wisdom what is wisdom wisdom is the ability to see reality correctly really what it is. When we say you're wise, what are, we, what are you saying? We're saying you know a lot, but more than that, what is wisdom, right? Knowledge is knowing. Wisdom is different. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge to practical life. What do I do? You see, that's wisdom, That's right? When you go to somebody who you consider wise, because you know he, has a, he knows a lot, it doesn't mean he can tell you the right advice. That's how to apply it to the situation that you're in. That's wisdom. Got it? Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, beauty is knowledge and wisdom. It's the ability to know reality and also to apply it. This is beauty. The first. And we, and this is a natural consequence of of, of kedusha, of holiness. That's why when you want to seek advice, who do you go to? Like, what do you call the guy? Chacham. What does a chacham mean? You don't call him a talmud chacham. You ever notice? Why don't you call the guy a talmud chacham? He is. Talmud chacham means somebody who knows. Right? He's knowledgeable. A scholar. But you notice you don't call him a ha- tam What do you call him? A ha-ham. What's a chacham? Wisdom. Right? That's why you call him chacham, Because he's more than somebody who knows. He's somebody who's wise who can advise you on how to correctly apply reality to your situation. You see? Interesting. Why the Jews call the chacham the correct term. But that's really what you need. Chacham. You see, in any case. <clears throat> so teferis is wisdom, or actually it's, it's intellect. It's knowledge and wisdom, it's got all this stuff. But the second thing is called, tefer- uh, not teferis, it's called oiz, might. What's might? Might is the ability to apply all this information, right? To actually put it to practice. Success is might the ability to implement that which you know is success. The modern-day terms, by the way, you know what the modern-day terms are for these, you know? What is the might of American civilization? Not the might, I should say. What is the knowledge the fairest of America? And the answer is science. Science is about the study of reality, isn't it? You know, whatever field you want. You know, it can be a MD, medicine, biology, physics, chemistry, right? Anthropology, I mean, whatever it is. Science is the study of whatever aspect of reality you want to study into its ultimate causes. That's all it is. Right? But if I want to apply science, what's that called? Technology. There you are. Science is Wisdom or knowledge, and technology is might. That's why you walk into a store and you can't believe what's there. You know, it's not just knowledge, it's knowledge applied. In the real world, we could use this stuff. You see, you know, I mean, when you go into a car company, you know, car dealer, you buy a car, you're looking at one of the greatest displays of technology. Ever offered? You have any idea what goes into making a car? The electronics, the electricity, the physics, chemistry, the computers. <laughs> you know, To making they only charge thirty grand. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to give my hint, but they can charge a fortune, a million dollars. The amount of tech the amount of 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 chokma that goes into a car. Forget it. What about a computer? So what goes into making a computer? Anyway, that's the science of the world. That's the first. Yeah, the world has the first, And guess what? It has technology. Car. That's the that's the, the might. And we have to have that because that's what Tudusha produces. Yes? But what happens if we sin? So we give existence and might we give existence and we give status to evil. What do we give them? Science and technology. That's what we give them, you see? That's why they have it, that we gave it to them. Because really the kedusha should give it to us, you see? And that's what it is. But besides that, it's also, right? The ois can be used for tremendous evil, you see, tremendous amount of evil, and that's also utter dominion, and so on. So there, this, therefore, this is very important. The concept of first and Ories really is the product of, of, of good, Kiddusha. But when we give, we cause evil to rise, we also give it, right? Pharisees and oris. So that's the manifestation. You see? And since Ace and Yaakov who are obviously the two kids fighting it out, they're fighting over what? We're dominant. You see? So they're also fighting over what? They're fighting over Tveras and aren't they? You see? That's why, by the way, we pray for Tveras and You see? Because that's really the consequences of Kidusha. And more than that, we bemoan the fact, right? That certain eyes are what? Are in the hands of the something, the hands of evil. Right, you're looking at it. You know, when you walk down, well, I used to say this, but I, you can't use it as an example anymore, uh, and which, is, which is, tells you what's happening. But I used to say when you walk down Fifth Avenue in Manhattan Can't say that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But I used to use as an example. You walk out Fifth Avenue, and you see the shops. Each one is a work of art, you know. The shops, the restaurants, you know, the malls. I mean, like these places look like palaces. You know what I'm saying? That's fascinating. But they got it, not us. I always (laughs) use this as an example, you know. You know, we live in New Jersey. You're not even that far, you know. There's a college not far from there called Monmouth College. Right? It's right up the road, whatever, right? Now, I don't want to badmouth Monmouth College, but it's a nobody college. <laughs> Think about that. I mean, if you look at the roster of colleges, Monmouth would probably be, I mean, I don't know how many there are, a thousand, whatever, you know, it would be at the, near the bottom. You know, It's a nobody college. Did you walk by their campus? Check it out. That's the first Nobody college has a beautiful campus. You ever go to some of these colleges? Harvard, MIT, you know? Now, you take a look, that's the person that we've given them. Now, what's the comparison? You take a look at a yeshiva. <laughs> a yeshiva is in a place that they had a rent, right? They don't even own the place. They had a rent, right? You know, the, the Oren is probably broken, it's got to be fixed right, and then they're still scrounging around for the herring, for the kiddish, right? I mean, you look at the difference between the status <laughs> of oh, yeshiva or a shul and the status of a college, even a nothing college, is is beautiful. You know, the halls look magnificent, majestic, right? Why? Because they have the tersenoids. We gave them the tersenoids. Not that they have it for a reason, by accident. In fact, do we say this? Yes. In Tachman, we say it every day. Admosai uz bashvi. How long will your eyes be in captivity? Evil. is out in your beauty, right? Yad, in the hands of the enemy. Right, How long will it be in captivity and in the hands of the enemy, right? What is that? That's the first noise. And we actually say that. Ah, the beauty and the, and the magnificence, the success, the technology, right, is really in the hands of Goyim, not in the hands of Jews. It was once in the hands of Jews by the Besalikdosh, the Besamikas in the time of not so much Ezra, but in the time of Pharaoh, was the most magnificent temple in the entire world. It was world-renowned. It was magnificent. Even if you look at a model today, you know, imagine that we don't even realize the gold. It was just phenomenal. It was magnificent. You see, I'm not even talking about kiddusha, the holiness that came out of this place, you know. Uh that's because we then had it personalized. Right? Who took it? The Romans. Aesop, took it. Right? And that began began the dominion of Aesop, Rome. That began the dominion, you see? And with the dominion comes person. So we actually say that personise. Isn't that interesting? Right? It all adds up once you understand the basic principles. See? Great. Right. So we now understand what the consequences of doing the will of God. Is. And that's why in the end of time, why do you think the Mashiach is such a glorious era? If you think you understand what the Mashiach time is, you have no inkling of what it is. And I spoke about this extensively what the Messianic era is. It's a time that we cannot imagine the greatness. And it says all the kings, you imagine, the whole UN is going to line up, right? First, they're going to line up to beg forgiveness for the Melech Mashiach. Sheikh ben Yosef and Sheikh ben David. We don't even, we can't even conceive of that. What? Russia? China? right? All these guys are going to line up, all the anti-Semites, their hatreds, how many people hate the Jews and so on. They're going to line up to beg forgiveness from the Jews. And then they're going to line up to be servants of the Jews because it's better to be a servant like Hagar. It's better to be a servant of Avram than the queen of Egypt because that's really who she was. Parag gave him his daughter. You see? That's how great the Mashiach will be messianic era and obviously if that's how great it is could you imagine right what the Jews will be where every Jew will have ten goyim that want to serve him not because of slavery you see nobody's forcing anybody to do this because they realize that if they can contact the Jew they will experience God because from the Jew issues forth the Shechina and when you feel the Shechina you will go bunkers and drugs, a million times more powerful than drugs, and of course it's like a groupie. You ever see these guys hang around a celebrity? They're groupies. Why? Because they're hoping that if they hang around a celebrity long enough, part of their mazel is gonna rub off, right? Or whatever's gonna rub off. That's what it's all about. So they're hoping if I if I'm if I'm sitting sitting next to success, maybe I'll get some of that success, right? Do you imagine what that means when the whole world will recognize that the Jews are the elect of God? That this is a nation that did the Tikkun. You can't even imagine. Billions of people will run to serve the Jews. Not because they have to, but they want to, because that's the only way to access the drug. And the name of the drug is the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence itself. So we have no... Why and why is that why such a glorious time? Because guess what? The messianic era is the restoration of the real teferis and Oy of the Jews. That's it. You're looking at what we could have had, should have had, would have had, right? If we would have done the will of God. And ultimately it all began to go downhill at the sin of the golden calf. That was the pivotal moment that what the Jews did. is They destroyed the beginning of the ters and ois. So, in the Messianic era, what will be restored? It's not just the Mashiach, right? Not just the revelation of the Divine Presence. It is (coughs) the ters and ois. And that is why we cannot even imagine, you know, you know, it's funny. I once went to France a long time ago. and One of the most beautiful places you can ever see in France, and you begin to realize what a king really is. I'm not talking about the White House. That's an outhouse compared to what's in France. is Versailles. Anybody go to Versailles? You do not believe... I'm not even talking about the build. What about the grounds of Versailles? Like, what is this? Is this mankind... Building, the grounds are beyond belief. The palace is not of this world. It's magnificent, and it's not just the I mean, there's one place called the Hall of Mirrors. It's hard to believe you're in a hall, you know. I remember Louis XIV used to bring guys, you know, the, the dignitaries to the Hall of Mirrors. Just to impress them. It's like stunning, you know. It's just beyond belief, and then you know. And then I got to kick out the fact that one of the, when you go on the tour, they take to the, his bedroom. And guess what? He used to go to bed in front of people, you know. They had to watch the king. By right? the insanity of man's guiver. Right? go to bed. Anyway, <clears throat> you know. But the whole palace is magnificent. And this is what? The palace of one guy. That's all it is. is one guy, you know, that was a dictator you know, whatever, whatever, and so on, so forth. <laughs> that's Tferas isn't it? Except it's by one guy. Could you imagine if every Jew will have that type of residence? You see, why? Because that's the restoration of Tferas that goes back to the Jews, shouldn't it? That's the natural consequence of the Shechina being among men, you see. And that's why the base Hamidash Will be something that we cannot even begin to imagine what it will be. That's the era of the Mashiach, and that is nothing compared to Ilam HaBor, nothing. You see, and so on. We can't to to get an inkling where the Mishnah says that every Jew is going to have 310 worlds that he can call his own. You know, whatever whatever that means, and so on. Imagine, you know. But anyway. So therefore, this is a very important concept of what the consequence is of the Shechina of the Messianic era of who has it. First, you, know, you The he's have it. <coughs> like I say, <laughs> drive to Monmouth College, it's right up the road. You see? And then just drive by your local shul. Uh, you know, if you want, really want to see what, uh, you know, um, I mean, our shuls obviously are very pretty and so on. I'm not putting down shul, but you know, when you compare them to some of the uh, you know, the universities, the majestic halls, it's just uh, that's really what it should that's what terror should be, shouldn't it? Right? Why isn't Torah in a place that's majestic? That that, that describes the greatness of Torah. Because in the end terror is the only thing that goes on in you know, All of this is gone. Science, technology, it's all gone. It is replaced with something that we don't even understand, you know? Just to give you an example before I move on, could you imagine living 2,000 years ago, right? So you'd walk into some, uh, you know, uh, emperor, and the emperor of Rome, and they thought that was majestic, uh, you know? And and they are like, uh, it is majestic, right? Compared to, you know, 2,000 years ago, right? And you compare it to today, the technology and so on and so forth, you realize it's a dump compared to what goes on today. I mean, it's beautiful in terms of the original kind of architecture, you see. Same idea. What we look at today, which is gorgeous, magnificent, and so on, you know, is garbage compared to what will be in Ullamahabu. We have no conflict with what's going to be in Ullamahabu. In any case, because it's a whole different type of being, it's spiritual. And, and, and it's not in any way physical or anything. Anyway, okay, so I've explained two things the concept of evil, that we cause evil, very important concept. And without us, evil does not exist, believe it or not, you see. And the main products of, of good and evil, of course, is personality. And we see the difference. And that's why we are in Golis. Goals is that, you know, they have the personal We don't really have it at all, you know, and so on. Anyway, fine, that's great. Now, what we begin to realize is, wait a minute. How much personal are is there by the Goyim, And the answer is a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we don't even begin to understand, you know, the corporate uh might you know the whole world you know it's like we hear the stock market this one goes up and that one goes down whatever but you, you don't realize what it's coming to corporations they're kingdoms you know what they are they're not they're not the companies they're kingdoms you know and masquerading as a corporation you know like this corporation is a hundred thousand people Are you know a hundred thousand people working for Is it's a kingdom The empire, you know, and we take a look at Walmart. Walmart is an empire. Many of these, you know, where businesses have become empires. You know, that's the curse and of the gollus, you see. So if that's the case, there's something very bad here. What is that? Then the good is really trapped. Because remember, seesaw, right? Very bad for us. Because the greater that they are, Worse we are, much worse. And that's why we look the way we do. That's why Israel is a tiny dot on the map, you know? And uh, some people can't even realize, Israel? That's what Israel is? You know, there was once a a Japanese guy. You hear somebody, you know, Israel is in the the news every day. You know, it just makes sense. We have nine million people. And the world has almost eight billion people they're not even one quarter, 1% of the world's population. Yet, if you ever take a look at the newspaper, there's got to be an article somewhere <laughs> about Israel, either pro or against, anti-Semitic or whatever. There's got to be something there about Israel, you know. Like, why is Israel always in the map? Why is Israel always in the consciousness of the world? You see, nobody understands that. We know the answer. Because everything is all about the Jews. Israel, because we have the connection to the spheres. We are the ones who control everything by our deeds. Of course we're the guys. Now the world doesn't know that consciously, but intuitively their soul knows that the of a Jew is different. That's one of the rises, by the way. That's one of the causes of anti-Semitism, that they intuitively feel spiritually there's a, there's a vast goal that separates a Jew from a Goy. But anyway, so therefore we begin to realize that we are in a bad position. Now, let me tell you something also, which is very important. Look, the Sutton is dying. Forget about what you see out there. It's the last, what's called, throes of the Sutton. Because the Jews have taken back an enormous amount of <clears throat> holiness, which I have spoken about, extensively and many others sure and so on, see. And the sudden, therefore, is dying. One of the things that we do not understand, and I'm gonna tell you the reason for that, and all of this will come clear, is why has the world gone crazy? We, we take a look at what's happening in America, right? America is not the same country we knew two years ago astounded. What does that mean? Okay. <clears throat> but before I go into that, let me tell you this. One, is that the sun is dying because he's given most of the kedusha back. So this is what's called his last reserves. It's like a nova. A star blows completely before it dies. It's able to gather up its forces, explode in a way which can outshine a galaxy. The Sutton is desperate, desperate, for the sins of the Jews, actually desperate. Therefore, the Sutton, in a certain sense, has become crazy. And he's done things to this world, which in a certain sense defy logic, you see. What do I mean? Let's take a look at America, you know. Mm. You know, America defies logic. What does that mean? They're no more human. America, in many ways, is led by... They're not human anymore. What does that mean? Human beings have an intuitive sense of what's right and wrong. And God did did that to us. Not only that, they have an intuitive sense of how to survive. Right? If we didn't know that, we'd never survive. Right? Well, the first thing in order to survive is, right, is, hey, excuse me, don't kill babies. What are you killing babies for? That's by obviously the future of mankind. Yet America is all for abortion, especially for this Michigan president who's a murderer. You don't realize what Biden is, and he has no concept of what's gonna happen to him when he stands in front of God. Why? Biden is a Roman Catholic. And they have just denied him and that other Michigan woman, Nancy Pelosi, sacraments, which to them is the main way of getting their own habra, Whatever, right? Why? Because they're tremendously pro abortion. That means you can kill a kid. It's a human being. Right up to the time of birth. Right? I mean, what else is there? Just to pop out, and that's it. It's a human being. What are you doing? Right now, he's in. And in you know, in two minutes, whatever, it's going to be out. So how do you kill this kid? Yeah, they are pro-abortion, and there's some machigener who says that you can still kill a kid, I think it was the first 24 hours, if you and your doctor decide that's best for you. Imagine that's murder. Anyway. And they're all for it. So, so in that sense, they're murderers. Now, could you imagine, and this galls me to know end. Biden got all upset when that guy in Texas killed whatever it was, 1920, 21 people, right? A crazy guy, right? He killed people and they finally killed him. Fine. So he was all upset and trying to outlaw guns, whatever. You can't believe this. what a moron this guy is. Because guns don't kill. It's people that kill. Why don't they outlaw knives? Because knives kill too. Well, the problem with that is you can't cook without a knife, right? So uh, with a gun, you can cook without a gun, right? Uh, but the main idea is that so he got all upset at the murders, right? So he's trying to take it. He's trying to take it out on the, on on the guns, whatever. Yeah, but wait a minute, you're concerned about murder. Twenty-one people, right? Do you know that what's going on in the border? In the border, right? we have millions of people running over the border, right? But what's killing everybody is the fentanyl. They are bringing fentanyl in by the tons. And fentanyl, I think is a cardiac uh, uh, antiseptic or whatever, very powerful, it will kill you if you take the wrong amount of a couple of drops, and you'll be dead, right? 300 people die in the United States from fentanyl overdose every day 300. get about 21 that one time, right? 120,000 people die every year from fentanyl overdose. And the major reason for that is the border is open for illegal immigration. So, wait a minute. You look at this guy, excuse me, you are making possible murder every day. 300, 120,000 people. You know, you're a murderer. Because you could stop it. You could stop this. You know how you stop it? The Mexican government can't stop it. This, this uh, basic nobody, Obrador, who's the president of Mexico. What is this guy? This guy has no concept. And the cartel is now invading Mexican cities. All right? So how do you stop this? He can't. So they can invade, they can take over Mexico. I'm surprised they haven't taken over Mexico, the cartel. Right? Very simple. All you have to do is declare, right? Declare the cartel terrorists. That's what they are. They're killing Americans every day, right? And the law is that with a terrorist, you don't have to take him to court. There's no due process. You kill him right then and there. That's what the U.S. does. So you declare the cartel to be terrorist and guess what? You send in the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, and the Marines. You go in and you kill them all. Pretty simple. You don't need trials, you don't need lawyers, you don't need nothing. But they don't do it. And that would solve the problem of 120,000 Americans that die every day. Imagine how many kids die, and a lot of them are teenagers, by the way, you know, because they're fooled by the internet advertising. You know, there are a lot of people masquerading fentanyl as yeah, it's okay. You get a high and all that. And then they take it and they're dead. Imagine losing a child. You know, I once spoke to somebody. You know, and he told me his son died overdose. I could hear the pain in his voice. His kid died because of this. You know, so you can ask him. What do you think? You what would you like to tell Biden? We know what he's like to tell Biden that Biden will go to the Shiva Madhuri to the seven lowest level of Gehenna, and stay there for an infinite amount of time. How many deaths is this guy responsible for? I'm not even talking about he's destroying the United States. Uh, So he's a murderer. You know he's a criminal because he's taking bribes from China. You know, it's just beyond belief what the US, I'm not even talking about the fact that he's a moron. and he's completely out of it and so on and so forth. He's an incredibly evil person. He knows what's going on. That's what he's doing, you see. So why did the US elect this guy? You see, you know what the answer is? Most people don't realize because that's what the US deserves. You don't sin. You don't get that unless you deserve it. God doesn't give a a country a Biden. If they are righteous, of course not. This is a thing called justice, a thing called appropriateness. And therefore he decided America deserves Biden. That's the appropriate leader. Leader? Murderer? Evil? Abortion? Yes. So that's one indication of what is going on in America, that we have the pits in terms of a president and his White House staff. They're all like that. And the Congress, and Nancy Pelosi, and tragically a Jew called Schumer, whatever. Anyway, the second thing America's into, besides abortion, which is incredible, right, is kindergarten. It's now legal, and if you send your kid to public school, you are asking for monumental problems. Because your kid is now being exposed to the benefits, right, of transgender. You know, you tell your kids you don't have to be a boy. You don't have to be a girl. You can either chop off or add on, depending on what you like. I'm, so, I'm sorry to be so crude, right? But sometimes that's the only way to understand something. That's what they're teaching kids. You see, kid goes to second grade, he's got to read a book. Johnny loves Frank. <laughs> and this is—we're talking here, what? A seven-year-old kid? What does the kid know? And this is now legal—not only legal, but it's compulsory to teach kids transgender that biology doesn't mean anything. What I happened to America? What I happened to reproduction? What happened to you know what, what God made? Human beings, male and female. What is this? You see, and then to boot, that's not even enough to say that transgender is okay. You know, you can now deny your biology. You know, I can say I'm not a man, I'm a woman. You know, I heard on the radio that like, some some woman, some guy walks into a a, a, a I don't know a shower room for women. <laughs> a dressing for women, he sits down, some guy, right? And uh, obviously, you know, and he can't throw him out because he said he's a woman, you know? And uh, I don't really want to go into the, 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 all the problem, but there was some old woman that says, I'm not taking a shower in front of you. Are you crazy? But you can't throw the guy out. You can be arrested, not a about arrested, but you can be hounded out of your job. You can't say he anymore or she. You got to ask them. Well, what's the proper pronoun? Uh, I, you can't even make this stuff up. A person can deny. I just want uh, you know. I have a a student who went into a Manhattan building. He's looking for a, a man's bathroom, whatever. They passed the woman's bathroom, and on it is a sign that says, "If you feel you want to express yourself as a woman, is on a woman's bathroom. Talk to men. You know." then please feel free to come in and express what you feel about yourself. He, he's like he almost fell over. Uh, yeah, they're inviting men into women's bathrooms. Uh, 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 so you have the freedom of feeling what you really want to be. You see, I'm just waiting for a guy to walk into a woman's mitzvah. Well, it's, you know, what's that's next. You say, oh, gosh, right? Would you go to such a mitzvah? There's a bunch of guys hanging out there. Right, this is what's next. Because you can't throw the guy because the guy says, I'm a woman. You can't throw me out. I'm not a man. I'm a woman, and I have a right to be here. You see? So America is into denying the biology. You ever hear something like that? That's, huh? So when you add it all together, then there's something else which we do not realize. Besides trying to kill, babies, and besides trying to destroy the youth, and besides trying to deny everybody's biology, then there's the colleges. Do you have any idea what's going on to the colleges for the last 30 years, 40 years? It's all progressive, right? It's all progressive, liberal left. All the kids coming out, and these are the future leaders, they're all communists, socialists. America is destroyed. So they've destroyed the complete youth of America. So, what's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years? We have no idea. And if you think it's bad now, it's only a amount of time until a mother can marry her son. Yeah, you don't realize it. Because once it's mother, hey, it's mother. It's only amount of time until a brother can marry a sister. Incest becomes permitted. Well, why not? If a guy can marry a guy. Right? Why can't he marry his sister? they allowed it. I, I, I'm not aware of that, but uh, to me it's logical. So what do we see? That America has reached the pits of depravity, immorality, right? Therefore, they are zyukhet to Biden. They merit having Biden. But it's more than that. America is now in a war. We don't realize that. There's a civil war going on in America. We don't realize that. It's not just Biden and Pelosi and Schumer. Let me explain what I mean. Aesop in the Torah, evil, has three expressions. Because Aesop had three characteristics. First characteristic of Aesop, right? Tremendous gaiva. Arrogance, because it says that Aesop despised the firstborn. Despised spirituality, because that's really what the firstborn was. That's tremendous gaiva, arrogance. The second thing Aesop had is not just arrogance. You're missing the best part, by the way. That's okay. Not only arrogance, but Aesop is new, fraud. He's an imposter. Right? And the third aspect of Aesop is taiva, is pleasure. And that is why Western civilization, who is Aesop? Aesop became Edom, Edom became Rome. Rome is Christianity, and Christianity is Western civilization. That's it. We are Western civilization. But since Aesop has three parts or three different characteristics, characteristics, therefore Western civilization has three characteristics representing the three different forms. Who is the arrogance of Esau? Communism. Russia. is Russia. That's who they really are. And they were so bad that God only let them survive 70 years. That's the worst part of Esau, the arrogance of Esau, where they would defy anything. And they did. You remember what what communism was? It was was the ultimate tyranny of Western civilization. Who is the Mirma, who is the fraud of Asa? Europe. Europe is a fraud, why? Because Christianity is a fraud. They tell you to turn the other cheek, right? And it's your cheek that they turn. Not theirs, yours. More people have been killed in the name of Christianity than all the wars combined. We have no, you have no idea of how much Christians have killed we're talking here about what? For grums, Holocaust, expulsions, inquisitions, right? You have any idea how many people have died in the Crusades? was a Christian movement against the Arabs and so on? No. Millions and millions of Jews have been killed and slaughtered, and an enormous amount of civilization Christianity, in what it did historically, is one of the most evil religions ever known. I'm not even—I mean, you know, there's a lot of other evil religions. What the Arabs have done, and so on, uh, Islam, and so on. But what Christianity has done is for what? Because you didn't believe Christianity, they burned you at the stake. You can imagine being burnt at the stake, all the fast in Spain, for what? Because you were not Christian. It's unbelievable when you think about that. The, the, the heinousness of the crime and so on. There you are. Okay? And where is the taiva, pleasure of Aesop? America. America is and it's very into taiva. Pleasure. We know that. You know, America is a tremendous country that you can enjoy any type of pleasure. There you are. Three different types. But What's the worst part of Aesop? Communism. The arrogance. The atheism of Aesop is communism, right? And now you begin to understand something. Aesop is back, but the Sultan is not interested in Aesop as America, right? Which is taiva, pleasure, right? No. It wants Aesop as communism, Because that's the tyranny, the evil. Take a look at this government. This government wants to become socialist or communist, right? That's really what's happening. You know, when they hire 87,000 IRS agents, right? It's not just to get money. It's to enslave and weaponize the IRS. Yeah. It's beyond belief what has happened, Uh, you know. And I'm not even talking about the rest, the DOJ, right? The Department of Justice, or they call it Department of Injustice, right? What is it? It's an evil, you see. And then you're talking about the FBI, which has been weaponized. I mean, nobody trust the FBI anymore. Who trusts the Department of Justice? And so on. And the IRS. See, this is all Biden and his White House staff. Uh, you're talking about ultimate progression, progressive. Progressiveness is nothing more than Aesop in its worst form. America's changing. It's going from Aesop, the, the good form of Aesop, which is the Taiva. Okay, it's Taiva. But at least it's Taiva. I mean, you can do whatever you want, capitalist, right? Democratic, and can do whatever you want. No. They're now becoming, trying to become a communist nation which is the ultimate precast oil. It's the ultimate overthrowing of God. And I just showed you how. They are defying civilization. That's what America has become. They are becoming what is called the Doim. Why did God destroy Sidonim? He doesn't do that. But he didn't even bother doing it in a natural way, like the marble. Marble was not natural. Uh, because they had become unnatural. So they deserved an unnatural way of going. That was the marble, you know, which I spoke about extensively. The dime, They were all of this. So God said, you have become unnatural, and I will wipe you out unnaturally. And he wiped them out. In fact, they changed the name of the United States. It's no longer the United States of America. It's the United States of America, USA. You don't realize, but America is becoming communism, which is the worst form of Aesop. But who's doing this? The Sultan. That's why he's doing this. He wants to change the form of Aesop. You see, back to the original worst form, which is the incredible arrogance, defiance of God. You see. And that's really what these guys are. And if Biden has become that, it's because America deserves it, you see. And that's what's happening to America. The transformation back to its original, most horrid form. And they're succeeding. You can see that. <coughs> Fortunately, there's the of esav, which I talked about. Thump. Thump is the esav that has done tshuva, because if you remember, I said, "Rab the older will show, serve the younger." And ultimately, in the end, what has to happen is Asav has to do tshuva. That's what happens. And Trump, Donald Trump, is Asav doing tshuva. And I mentioned his Gilgal, Marcus Aurelius, Antoninus, and this is all in previous Torah sh- sh- and so on.
1: Uh, in any
0: case, so there's a civil war going on. There's a war between the good part of ASAP Trump, and the bad part of ASAP, the evil of ASAP, right? Which is Biden, Schumer, Pelosi, and really Democratic Party. That's exactly what you're looking at. You're looking at the evil of ASAP, the Democratic Party, as represented by these people, the DOJ, the FBI, the intelligence divisions, all of that, trying to destroy and change Esau back into its original form. Amazing, isn't it? Now, to show you how bad it is, or how much ascendancy, I will ask a question, and then you will understand mar lago The question is, Purim, why are there two days of Purim? You know, you have a war, right? It was a war, Persia, coming against the Jews. Fine, Okay. It's Haman against the Jews, right? And the Jews were victorious, right? So how many days of victory do you have to celebrate? One. It's one enemy. The enemy is who? Persia, Haman. Actually, he's the enemy. It's Haman, right? So they won. So therefore, what do you have to do? Celebrate one day. Why are there two days? Why is there regular Purim and Shushan Purim? We don't celebrate Chushan them, but still they do, right? So we have the 14th day of Adar and the 15th day of Adar. So the question is why? You only have to have one day. It's one enemy. Just because of Chushan, so what? Have you ever think about that? Probably not. What's the answer? Why? No, not because it's an extra day. right. <laughs> Yes, but it's more than that, even if it's an extra day fight. No, but I will tell you. Because when you fight evil, there are two things you fight. One is the consequences or you know, the branches of evil. You know, the soldiers. But that's not the way to win a war. You win a war by going into the headquarters and wiping them out. The only way to do it. You know, there was a legendary snake called the Hydra that had multiple heads. And as soon as you cut off, what's the Greek mythology? As soon as you cut off one head, two more grew out of its place. So there was a never ending battle. So they finally, I think Hercules is the one that did it. That's the legend of Greek mythology. You know, they said, listen, you want to do something, you cut off the original heads, Forget get about it all the all the other heads are just a distraction I don't know how he did it. But he found the original head, cut it off, and that was the end of the Hydra. Right? You know, you can win, you can battle soldiers here, soldiers there, but let me tell you something. The headquarters are always going to send another legion. they got to kill the headquarters. Where we was the headquarters of Homan? Tushan. So Chazal realized wait a minute. God not only gave us permission to destroy the enemy, which is wherever they are, Homan and his followers are in Persia, right? But the headquarters is Shushan, and we wiped out Shushan. So that's an extra desire that shows how great the decree was of permission to wipe out evil. So had achieved such an ascendancy that you were actually able to wipe out Haman, the headquarters, which is Shushan. That's, his territory. that's where the palace is and so on, right? So Chazal realized this deserves another day because it's another add-on to the success of the because the Jews did Tshuva. They fasted for three days. So that fasting was so great that God said, not only can you wipe out, right, the extension of evil, but I'm giving you permission to wipe out evil itself, its origin headquarters. And they did. Therefore, we have Shushan Forum as a commemoration of wiping out all of Homan, and that's why, by the way, you never hear of Homan again. Notice you never hear of Homan in, in history; he's gone because they wiped out the, 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 the headquarters. Got that? Okay. Now we can understand Mar Lago. Evil is winning. No question about that. Uh, so, how does evil show you its dominance? Right by wiping out good. But there are two aspects of good. So evil is trying to destroy Trump. Trump is the right? So he's trying to get him desperately. January 6th, which is an insanity. Everybody knows that, right? The two impeachments, they try to get him, and now they're after him with attacks and everything. But these are all about the power of Trump. Nah, nah, nah. We want to really show you how evil we are. We are going into Melania's bedroom and pulling out her undergarments. What is that? I hate to be so gross, but that is an invasion of the person without looking at an invasion of his powers, his office, right, which is everything else, his impeachment on to throw him off the presidency, right? and the tax we're looking at his private residence mar-a-lago is where the guy lived so that shows you that evil is so great their ascendancy is so great they're going after his residence mar-a-lago right and not only after his residence we're going into his wife's bedroom right and pulling out we're even taking his passport (coughs) i'm surprised that they didn't go after Trump and pull his pants off. I'm sorry for being so gross. But is that not an expression of your total dominance, right? Your total victory over good? Of course it is. That's Mar-a-Lago. People don't understand what Mar-a-Lago is. Mar-a-Lago is the absolute victory over Trump. That's what it is. It's not merely invasion of somebody's house. You don't do that, and they couldn't negotiate it with Trump. Trump said he would give it to them. The whole thing was illegal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you realize that, but there's a law in 1978 called the Presidential, uh, I think, Property Act, that says the president has the right to keep his documents, even if they're classified, because it doesn't distinguish between classified documents or non-classified, he has a right, because they hold it the president's property. It, it, the whole thing is illegal. And not only that, they didn't have to do this. They couldn't negotiate it. They were going to give it all back, you know, and they could have had a subpoena, and that's it. What are you going to the guy's house for? You see? You have the idea what that is. Imagine it's 7 o'clock in the morning. You're banging on your door. This is what happened to Stone, and who was the other guy I just happened to Oh, what's his name? Uh, whatever, you know? And then all of a sudden, 30 FBI agents come in with guns into your house. Matter of that's, what that's a thank you. Yeah. Do you believe this? What he was, what, it's, it's terror. Shocked. Because these guys have the government authority and they have millions, they have billions of dollars for lawsuits. You'll go bankrupt after a million dollars, Maybe. You probably go bankrupt after a hundred thousand dollars, right? These guys are endless cash. <laughs> these guys are enemies. Can't fight these guys. And they're coming in with thirty FBI guys with guns drawn. I mean, whatever what are they crazy? Because that's them saying we're the boss. We can invade your privacy. We can pull off your pants and your wife's doesn't make a difference. That's how much control we have of you. What is that really? That God is showing America, this is how bad you've become. That the bad of Asaph has now become ultimately totally victorious for the good of Asaph. And Biden is your spokesman, the murderer. He's your spokesman. America has no concept of what God is saying to America. So what he's really saying is, what are you guys, are you crazy? You're defying civilization, you're defying everything. Killing babies? Uh, destroying kindergarten kids? Denying your biology? this to As they say in Yiddish? You have become sedoim. Bad news for America. Very bad. And that's one of the reasons why there's a tremendous, on America and why China is overtaking America. You think it's an accident that China is overtaking America? Which they are. They want to overtake America by when? By, two, in, in, uh, by uh, um, uh, 2049. Yeah, that's their dream. And they're doing it. And so on. <clears throat> because it's a tremendous kidrug against them. And they're allowing this. Very bad news. Why is this happening? So that was the bad news. I'll tell you what the good news is. Yeah, right. Thank God for that. I mean, can anybody... Look, you can deny what I'm saying, but it's so obvious, you know. Maybe, you know, what I try to do is make it crystal clear about what's happening. Nobody wants to think in these terms because it is so despairing and depressing beyond belief. And it hasn't touched the Jewish community as much yet. But in any case, because what God does is before he takes out evil, he's going to make them incredibly powerful. Why? Because it's one thing to vanquish an enemy that's weak. Big deal. Of course God won because he's much more powerful. Ah, you know what I'm going to demonstrate? I want to demonstrate how powerful I really am. (laughs) So I'm going to make them supermen. And then I'll wipe them out. Why do you think God made Egypt so great? You know, because he wanted to wipe them out. And God does what he did very simply. He says, okay, I'm going to make them supermen. Egypt is the greatest nation on earth, under Ramses. No question about that. It's unbelievable, Egypt, right? I want to show you how great I am. I'm not going to wipe out a weakling. What's the big deal? I want to show you what I am. Uh, so not only will I wipe out the greatest nation on earth, right? That's how powerful they are. But I'm going to wipe them out supernaturally with blood, frogs. I mean, can you imagine having blood and frogs and lice and animals as your soldiers? Come on, I mean, it's like what is this? This is not a war of man. It's a war of the you You know.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Imagine life is your soldier. I wonder who the general was. Uh, you know, that's what the Bunchum does. Before he takes out a nation, he makes it unbelievably powerful, which we 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 always does. You know, that's what he did to Rome. Made Rome the greatest nation on earth, and he wiped them out. You know, by the time 400 CE came along, they were gone. So it's not only them. Uh, you know, it's all the nations. You know communism was an incredible nation, and he wiped it out. But the incredible thing is America wants to become Russia. America wants to change its form because America is Aesop. You see, so it says, what's the big deal? I might as well become Aesop in its worst form. And that's what you're looking at. Uh, It is satanic because the certain must-destroy because Trump is the greatest enemy the Sultan has ever known, other than the Jews, because they can take out Trump as the good part of Aesop. His whole purpose is to help the Jews do the Tikkun, which I've mentioned many times. Therefore, they can take out the Sultan and wipe him out. And he's already significantly, the Abraham Accords, and so on. (laughs) He's already significantly weakened America, Aesop, a Sutton in his capacity as uh, the, uh, the late Sahara, which is the tempter. He's already made any American, right? Why do you think, though, what is the major dynamic of America? That not Biden. It's the hatred of Trump. Who ever heard of something like that? Why do you hate the guy so much? In American history, you never had this before. I mean i have been a bad president, but come on. Nobody would. this is psychotic. People hate the guy. For what? He was really a very he was an excellent president. He had tremendous policies that helped America. America was doing fabulous. You know? So can you tell me why you hate the guy, you know, you got so much money because of Trump. Right? Oh unbelievable, what the guy. He stood up to all the bullies, all the farm powers, he stood up to China. <laughs> he stood up to Germany, he stood up to England and made NATO contribute. I mean this guy was incredible. Right? Why do you hate him so much? Because it's not America. It's a Sutton that must thank you. It's a Sutton that must destroy Trump. Because Trump will destroy the Sutton. He doesn't realize that. I'd love to tell him. If anybody out there knows Trump's. Once he had the endless of why they invaded Mar a Lago. You should know one thing, you now understand, a lago Who? Trump, come in on weekend.: He is. Yeah,. Wow.: I'd love to talk to him. To so give me an appointment. If I'm not to talk to him, I want to explain to him what he is and why they hate him and what spiritually is going on. Who cares about what America says? Uh, you know, you're looking at satanic forces, and that's why they're so powerful. There's nothing that equals satanic forces. We've never seen that before. It's unbelievable. You see? It's like oh, it's like half America hates this guy for what? Nothing makes sense. It's America has become completely irrational. But Americans not irrational, they're not stupid people. The Sutton. And with the Sutton is existential. It's like Iran and Israel. If Israel survives, Iran dies. If Trump survives, it's over for the sudden. So that's the good news. The good news is God wants to show America what is happening. And the way he does that is to show how much an evil do to Trump. Right? That's what he wants to show. You have no idea what kind of an indicator that is, and nobody sees it. I can't believe I'm the only guy seeing this. yeah they all say it was wrong that's this they should have done this, but it's an attack on the presidency. forget about the presidency it's an attack on, on uh, it's an attack on who on, on good, the good part of Asa. it's an attack on righteousness, holiness. you see it's really what it is, except God says, I want to show you how far you guys have gotten and I'm doing this to destroy you. You see? And that's what you're looking at. So what can I say? Hopefully, mar lago is the end. Because other than his wife's underwear, and I hate to be so gross, what else can you take? Think about that. I mean, like, what? A, it, the whole thing is insane, uh, you know? I. It's a, you cannot embarrass a guy more than that, you know, and so on, you know? We are witnessing an existential conflict. You don't realize what's going on between Biden, who's a perfect puppet. Why do you think God kept him in business for for 47 or 48 years? Why this moron, this murderer, right, this criminal? You know, why? And he's, like I said once, he's achieved what every politician wants to achieve. Became a senator when he was young, right? Delaware. What kind of state is Delaware? And not only that, right? But he's achieved, became vice president, and after that he became president. I mean, everybody dreams of this. And this moron had done it. How? But it's not Biden. It's God that needs Biden. Why? Because Biden is such a moron, right? That he can be a puppet of the Democratic Party. And it is the Democratic Party that is the evil of Aesop. <coughs> okay, I'm going to stop. I hope I've clarified what all this really means. <coughs> and hopefully, what the good news is is that this is the <coughs> end. The end. Okay, questions? Wow.
1: Louder. Yeah, you have to
0: be loud. Yeah, louder.
1: No, one knows no, no, no. No, no, no.
0: That is an excellent question, and I will answer you. Because who is the greatest enemy of the Jewish people at the end of time? Erev Rav. Erev Rab. right. Who is the Erev Rav? Those Jews that want to defy God. The Erev Rab are people that say, well, the uniqueness about Judaism, isn't the to Torah and our agreement with God. It is Jewish culture. It's gefilte fish. Jewish literature. That's what it is. Uh, we are a nation like every other nation, except we have our own unique culture. That's the Erevav. We are Israelis, not Jews. That's the essence of the Erevav. And therefore, they are always at the head of the defiance of not to bring Mashiach. Right? So we think that Israel is a place, and there is. Benet, Bennett, uh, what he called. Uh, uh, um, uh <clears throat> right? We think they're the only Arab. Wherever you have the Battle of the Sutton, you always have the Air of Rob, even if it's America. So the Arabir of Rob has joined the eight who? Jerry Nadler, who I heard just won? right? Unbelievable. That's the evil. Nadler, and then you have Schumer, of course, who's the chief of the Arab you know. <clears throat> then Adam Schiff, right? And there are a couple other Jews involved. So you know, this, 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 these are the Arab, Arab of Aesop, except they have joined the Aesop instead of uh, the rest of the Arab, Arab. You see, and that's the answer to your question. There are always Jews at the hands of the enemy because they are the main soldiers of the Sudden.
1: Are they reincarnations the of the Arab, Arab from? Um, uh,
0: that's a very good question. I suspect they are. Yes. Yes. So
1: does, is God giving them a second chance to make a tikkun to
0: exist? The Zohar says that in the end of time, God is going to send back all the good people, and that's in quotes, Paroi, all these guys to come and finish their job, and then he can destroy them. So they are all merit to do their job defy God ultimately. Uh, that's why I believe Saddam Hussein was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. In fact, that's he himself said that. He, he believed. Yeah. Saddam Hussein said, yeah, I'm Nebuchadnezzar. I want to, I want to take back uh, Iraq. And Nebuchadnezzar was uh, Iraq, right? And I said at that time, a long time ago, 1990, that he's right. He is Nebuchadnezzar coming back. Our right to make war with Israel, and so on, and then God destroys them, and so on. He's right, but these remote, are the guys coming back. What?
1: Like
0: yeah, I mean, you try to guess who these guys are, you know? Like uh, new, new... all right, so we 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 don't know. Yeah, they deserve to be sued. And they... they said there
1: was no real basis for that raid, and they said. Shut the cameras for so Trump's
0: that of yeah, idiot. Shut means that everything is recorded. What yeah. Is oh, yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah. No, what they did is not only illegal, like I just said. You cannot embarrass a person more than what they did. Uh, if you want to make a guy look like a schmata or piece of garbage, you do exactly what they did. It's no longer about the president. It's about a human. But
1: Lukashen gave him the strength. They're trying to break him and... He's still standing... That's
0: why, that is why he is, uh, he is a, the good part of ASO. That's the characteristic that makes him part of Esau, to defy evil, or else he would... That's why Pence and all the other guys could never be. He was chosen to defy the evil of Esau.
1: But there's some states now that are starting to shift away from the stupidity. They say you can't teach these
0: things in nursery. So there's a change happening something because because the basis of America is still good. It is being taken over and trying to be transformed by the evil of no, they, the, it's the evil of Aesop. Of course they're lunatics, but um, the correct uh, name is the evil of Aesop. They want to change the Taiva of Asa, the pleasure of Asa back into its worst form called the gaiva and that's really what you're looking at. They want to become Russia under communism. Really what it Why? Not because it's good, because it's a dictatorship. It's a tyranny. It's man's ability to destroy and control man. You know? uh, I
1: have a question. So, if we think, we're thinking about how um, Kind was trying to rebel against God and Adam and Kaba they wanted to, open, uh, to be God and then the next one overthrowing God and then the next uh generation. So wait, to wait just
0: one second, I just want so I hope I've explained it. What's really happening. But the explanation has to always be remember, not just the explanation of this, but in the context of the whole divine plan. That's always where, and you see now how it is in, all within the context of the divine plan.
1: <laughs> Spread the
0: word what it really is. Like this year, Ken. If I, I'd love to tell him this, I said, Look, let me tell you what you're all about.
1: Yeah.
0: It's okay. Good
1: night. Good Okay, and Trump will encourage
0: them to go there. Oh, yeah? yeah. Which daughter? Ivanka? Ivanka? You know Ivanka?
1: Yeah. I
0: I could meet Ivanka and get her to meet uh, Trump. Sure. You know what, you can? If you know I Ivanka, take a copy of I this here and give it to her. Ask her yeah. if her father would like to hear further understanding of who he is. Help to listen, yeah, you never know. Great meeting you. Thank you, thank you
1: very much. Okay, so now we were talking about how in all the four generations, uh, we wanted to be God, overthrow God, kill God, and then we announced that we are God. Right. Okay, so now this generation we live in now, we're really all of those in
0: one. Right.
1: Combined. That's,
0: That's why it's the worst.
1: That's why it's the worst.
0: Correct, it's Memtesh sharetuma.
1: But that's why, is that why it, it, Hashem has to, uh, to redeem us, it has to be so miraculous because we're so low.
0: Right. That's yes. why, give the original Shia and the great research Shia, part yes. one. Uh, that is why yeah, it's bringing the Shia. Because we're in the Memtesh sharetuma. And the 49th level of evil is when evil is so great, right? That mar lago can happen. Speaking what it is, Mar-a-Lago is the 49th level of tomorrow. So, my question
1: is: okay, but if we're doing good, we are doing the big and we're trying, and <clears throat> why are we also being subjected to what's going on?
0: Because we're not all good.
1: We're
0: not. No. We, we think, uh, yeah, right, right? That's the ultimate delusion of man. No, we all have sins. You know that. We all have sins. I mean, you know, you know your life.
1: You know, everybody knows
0: what they do wrong, and God has to clean us up. So they are, evil is succeeding because that's what it's doing. The evil, and God wants to wipe it out. We need to be cleaned up also, so we are part of that called multi deterministic. God has many purposes for one act. So their act is to ultimately destroy them. Our act is to get cleaned up. Whatever we got. You see what I'm saying? We're not the sadiqan we think we are. That's important. You still 2020? I tell you one thing. Every time I open, and I only open the paper. I, every time I listen to the news, I say, "Boy, we're closer." Uh, nobody would have suspected a Mar-a-Lago. You, got, you, you can't even believe this. It's never happened in history uh, that this should happen to the bizarre. Should happen to a president of this nature? Nobody, nobody could even dream. How low can you get, or rather, how obvious can you get, that you hate this guy? And Biden signed off on this.
1: And Clinton and then, with the wow. email do nothing to her. What? Clinton.
0: Hillary. Hillary, all her emails, I said nothing to happen. Right. That's all part of the death of evil at the end of time.
1: Why didn't
0: I just leave him alone after all these? Who? Oh. Exactly. Hey, the guy's gone. Exactly. You know why? Because they're afraid he's going to come back. That's why. And I want to tell you something. They hate him. You know why? Not only like because he's a... De- no, alive. because he's got bodyguards, I'm sure the reason why they hate him so much number one is because he's so popular number two because he defies all of them he defies the establishment they hate him for that they can't control him that's why they hate him and he won't do what they want you know what i'm saying the really reason why they're afraid of him you know why because trump will go after them revenge he realized that trump made a tremendous mistake I've said it very often. He underestimated the power and the intensity of evil. The results, he underestimated it. He could never believe that they would try to impeach him twice over nothing. And one of them was a complete fabrication invented by Hillary. It's amazing. Well, well, taxpayers that was the mistake because he figured. Well, he's president, what does have to do that for? He doesn't want to create a rift in America and so on. Meanwhile, she got him. She got him in the end. She hired this guy, this lowlife. They lied about him. And that destroyed his presidency. Could you imagine how much he could have done extra if he wasn't busy the whole time himself? in court? You know what that does to a president? It destroys his authority. and destroys his ability to do the job unbelievable what they did. He underestimated what evil is. What a mistake. And now you understand what the Torah says, that there's certain things which a person does that's evil, right? I'm telling you, a fundamental principle. And you will obliterate, eradicate, destroy, evil from your midst. What is God saying? Then it says, well, it's a and, it says there. and you will no, more, no longer do this evil. What is God saying? He's saying you cannot negotiate with evil. You, you need to kill it like an insect. You don't negotiate with a hornet, right? And he negotiated with it, right? That's the mistake. You should listen to God. You cannot negotiate with evil. You don't understand the resolve of evil. As they say, evil never hesitates to do evil. It's always the good that says, well, maybe I shouldn't do this, maybe I, it's too much. That's what destroys good. It's like I forgot to the Lord Lord Harrington, the British uh, guy, he said, you know, the only thing that evil needs to succeed is that the good do nothing. This is the problem. They do nothing. And that's why evil succeeds. Rabbi, you said America
1: is showing us that we have to do this, right? And
0: well, well, God we is sending to signals to the, yeah, what?
1: So, so, it's really actually happening because even Democrats after the FBI, because Trump came forward and he said, if they could do this to me, they can do it to you. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's a democracy. tyranny.
0: That's called tyranny. Right,
1: and now there's
0: Democrats that are saying, you don't like the Democratic Party Because they they're they're still are still, still right, right, oh, yeah. Because not all Democrats, yeah. not, they're not all crazy. There are many Democrats that realize their party is no longer, de- you understand, it's not the Democratic Party. It is a takeover. The Democratic Party has become a hostage to the evil of Esau. That's really what's happening. When I'm looking at a Democratic Party, it's, a, it's been taken over by, uh, by the evil of Esau. It used to be the taiva, the pleasure of Esau. Okay, fine, uh, that's, it's got its own problems, But it's not communism, it's not a dictatorship, a tyranny. No, that's exactly who's taking it over and that's what's so dangerous. That that's the danger. America does not realize that we're looking here at a tyranny. Uh, you see. That's what Biden is. It's a tyranny and the Democratic Party. And that's why they will defy all logic and take you over. Why else would they have eighty seven thousand you know how many billionaires there are in America? Seven hundred billion. Yes. 700 basically, 700, what am I talking billion about? 700 billionaires in America, that's all. So can you tell me why we're having 87,000 IRS agents to make sure the billionaires pay up? There's only 700 of them, come on, what is it crazy? Because the 87,000 are to go after you and your money and to threaten you, intimidate you, that that's one of the main ways they can threaten you is to come in and bust up your bank account okay. by throwing these guys out. I'll tell you one thing, this November election, and you know what the problem with democracy is? I'll tell you something. Democracy is a very bad form of government. You know why? It's true that it sounds great, because then it's the people's voice. The problem is that most people are stupid. You don't realize how stupid people are. That's number one. I mean, what do you hate Trump for? He made you rich. So many people have succeeded. That's number one. The second thing, not because they're stupid, they have no time to think about politics. They're too busy struggling to make a living. Who's got time to follow these nitwits in con- Congress? Half yeah, of these people are idiots. They don't have time to check on are they doing their job and not. You don't realize, that's number two, they don't have time to investigate Congress. Don't they depend on the media, but the media has completely turned traitor. They're traitors. There's no media anymore. It's propagandists. You don't realize America has been destroyed. uh, So there's nobody even checking out what's happening in Congress or what Biden is doing you know? You you can't realize the betrayal of these institutions to what they were before. And that's why America was able to survive because at least the media revealed what was going on. There is no media anymore. They all become propagandists for the Democratic Party. That's the problem. It sounds nice, democracy, but it's bad. Like I said, people are stupid. You know? Instead of focusing on Trump's policies they focus on his character okay so not the greatest guy you love he does tweet a lot but look what he's doing you know you think all the presidents had better characters come on they were all his really in the end they all were okay they were all characters you know that's what a person is stupid and therefore i tell you if we if we don't take if, if we don't take back the house and the senate Well, if we don't take both back, bad news. Yeah, but
1: it's the Republicans again.
0: The problem with the Republicans is what I said. They do not They do not understand the evil, the resolve of evil. They're very weak. Republicans are very timid. Look, they
1: got rid of Liz Cheney. That crazy lady.
0: That's because okay, finally, because she was really crazy.
1: Because I have questions back. I mean, to it's,
0: uh, it's astounding, Liz Cheney. I, I look at this woman and say, it's just beyond belief. She knew she was going to lose. The whole, the whole Wyoming is Republican. So how do you come out there? And, and, and All she does is obsess on Trump. It's like nothing else matters. She never represented Wyoming at all. So she said, of course that. You know, what are you, crazy? Stop obsessing about Trump. My God, what's wrong with you? you know, become a maniac about, about Trump, you know? But she didn't care. Because she's a, she wants to become a martyr. I went down because of Trump, and she thinks that because she was a martyr, she's gonna win. The president. She's a, yeah, sure, right away, right, win the president. That's all America needs. Let's change for a president.
1: Okay, so my question is, yeah, um, you were saying in Olam uh, we have no interaction with one another. So our sole interaction is with God. No, no,
0: I never said that. I never said we have no interaction with each other.
1: So what, what you were saying, Harry, was it's not about, it's not about.
0: What I said was that the center of everything is God, but of course we can interact with each other, but it's always about God. It's always about because is everything. You know, he, he dominates completely all consciousness. That's what it means. So your soul will interact
1: with other people. But only, your soul is with other people, but only uh, in order to serve God. Right. Okay. So then, now when we were talking about Tephere and Oz. Yes. Tephere is a sefirah. But what is Oz in the sefirah? What? What is Oz in the sefira? If Tephere is a, is a sefirah, what is Oz?
0: Oh, you mean in terms of a sphere? Yeah. Well, Oz would be Netzachai, decide Marcus. It's it's
1: all the right. bottom down. Yeah.
0: 'Cause they're the, the feet. Yeah. The feet take you where you want to go.
1: Uh-oh. Not the hands.
0: The hands the hands perform. The feet move.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, that's, so it's the net's a chod you saw it the oys. is one. It doesn't make a difference. so they're all subservient to the upper ones.
1: So now during the messianic era, um age, God willing, will we have a tip and us personally? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we, we and how, in what way we'll, we'll be fulfilling our, our, our total mission in life? We'll know what it is. Like, what how will um affect me personally?
0: Well, Teferis, actually it's more than first. It goes up to Kessar. the crown. Yeah. Right. The, the reward or the, the uh, revelation of the Shrina is Kesser. We cannot even believe what that is. You know, words, God is going to give us a glimpse. I think glimpse is not the right word. He will give us a revelation of who he is at the greatest level imaginable, which is Kesser. That's how high it will be. And
1: all at the same level?
0: Well, everything else will then follow proportionately. To the person. But this, yeah, but the source will be Kesser, our it's called. Yeah, that's how great will be the revelation and that revelation is dominant it, it fills your consciousness you know uh we, we like again w- there is no uh explanation uh that i could give uh but it becomes a complete it, it, maybe it's a it, it's gonna be an interesting uh, pa- um, uh, metaphor but if somebody loves somebody imagine i hate to do this but when you fell in love with your husband. I have no idea what a woman does, but uh, but uh, that's probably all you thought about for the first couple of days when it hit, Mm -hmm. right? That type of consciousness will be a yamaba.
1: So it's. That's the only
0: that's the only metaphor that I can describe (laughs) of you know because you all of a sudden you're in love with the person, especially when you meet them first time. then it hits you the emotion right That you can't get the person out of your mind and not only that if you want to move the person out of your mind it's painful painful right that's not normal I should say it's normal this doesn't last very long because then as soon as he tells you of course it's not rational because as soon as he tells you excuse me please take out the garbage (laughs) that's the end of the love right not really but anyway that that consciousness or that devotion that obsession, in a in a good way, is Uyaz Mahabur. Because there's nothing else. It's more than that there's nothing else, and therefore, well, what else am I going to think about? <laughs> nothing else. No, it's not because there's nothing else, right? It's because the only thing you want to think about is God. That's, everything else is, is quality well, bottle, canceled and nullified, based on that machshava. It's like, well, like, you ask said, yourself, what does an angel think about all day? But But that sounds too intellectual. I don't want to make it intellectual, you know? It's like a primal it, it's a, like I, I That's why I use the metaphor of love. Right. It's not because there's nothing else to think about. It's painful to think about anything else, because the only thing that matters is that guy or whatever, right? I said, the only thing that matters, that the only thing that has meaning Significance matters is God. And because that's what you know about him, you know? And like I said, what, what do angels think about all day? Uh, yeah. yeah, right? So when, like, when you say that, say, excuse me, uh, right? Okay, can you think about it for an hour, or two hours, or three hours? Like, you know, what do you do for 24 hours, right? Because they're not interested in thinking about anything else. God is intoxicating. Maybe I used that word. hes It's like a drunk when he sees liquor. goes out of his mind, you know, or a drug addict, you know. He's got to have it. He's got to have it fixed, right? Same idea. But we don't, we can't relate to that. You know, I'll always think about God for 15 minutes mm-hmm. on a day, right? And that, or but, something yeah. went, it happened, you know, like it happens. Right, I'm right. Exactly. Yeah. What was
1: that? Yeah, TV, yeah. that,
0: that exa- that's it. Shia Shim, that's why Rabbi Akiva said it's because Shia Shim is the relationship that we have with God. Why? That's not because he forces it. Because it's a reality. Right now he's hiding that reality. In fact, if he would reveal about himself something more significant, we couldn't go to work. We couldn't do anything. we just sit here and, and just think about God. That's all we would do. So it's not compulsion because everything else is irrelevant. It's like meaning. You no, know, we don't understand what. That's why I give you the analogy when you fall in love with your husband. I, I don't know what women do, but like I say, you know, but, uh, but it's, probably, it's probably the same thing biologically, I imagine. I'm you ask
1: someone, where is God? Why do you feel a
0: the answer, which I have explained, the answer is because he wants us to earn our own Ulam Haba. We have to earn it, not free. And the way we earn it is by having a test. Commandments, mitzvahs. That's what he wants. Or else he could have given it to us immediately. He didn't have to create this world, along with Biden and everybody else. Right? He could have given us oilam Haba immediately but he didn't, he decided that he wants us to deserve Eidam HaBo because we caused the it. We made it, not him. He makes Eidam HaBo, but we made our position in Eidam HaBo. That's called Naam Adik Bed of Shame. I have a whole share on that, which I gave among the other
1: 554.
0: Oh yeah, it's a lot of yeah. stuff.